It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Tony Quinn Jr. is here. It's Dukes and Bell. Mike is back, tanned and ready to go. Yeah. Tony, uh, as we get started, he is our Odyssey MLB insider, host of Odyssey original big uh, pod t- uh, podcast. It's called Big Time Baseball with John Heyman. I, I just want to put this in perspective. Um, Braves lose a series, and a lot of Braves fans you know, like, oh, we lost to the sorry White Sox. We still have the best record in Major League Baseball. We're still nine and a half games uh, up in the East. We still have the best road record at 30 and 14. We've hit the most home runs, Tony, of anybody. We've got the best OPS, top ERA. We're going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Even when we lose a series, people are, like, freaking out because this team has been so dang good. You know, that is the world we live in today, Carl. I mean, it's it's funny because I was just – I just went back and kind of glanced over the last 10 games, and I saw the last two losses, and my first thought, was it's probably what we're going to lead with today is that they've lost two <laughs> yeah. games and that sky's falling in a full panic. Uh, what did what did uh, what did what did my man uh, Aaron Rodgers say? Relax. Yeah. I think this team is this team is phenomenal, man. They they're doing everything and some of it at a record pace when you consider some of the numbers offensively, pitching wise. Uh, they're doing stuff that we haven't seen very many teams do. Yeah, we were just talking last break, Tony. I just feel that because of the pitching. And you can never have too much. And this team is so special. Why not? Yeah. Why not stack the yeah. deck and maybe preempt, preemptively strike some other team from grabbing another starting pitcher that maybe you could have some salary control over. Listen, the Braves are are in a good space to do that. I mean, I, I agree. You can never, especially as you get down into these last couple of months and into the playoffs, you can never have too much. You you can't predict injuries. You can't predict um, guys maybe going into a little rut, and so the more, you know, pitching you can have, um, the better. And, again, this, this team is, is as playing as good a baseball as anybody, and they've been doing it as long as anybody uh, this season. The only thing that worries me about the Braves, honestly, is that they played so well for so long during this regular season. In recent history, when we've seen teams really blow through the regular season, it hasn't always ended the way um, that everybody expects. It's a great point. Um, and, and this is how you, you know, what do you do to keep the motivation, um, the energy that you've played with, all the things that have made you to this point? It's a great point. And you want to be playing your best baseball heading into the playoffs. It's hard to say right. we played our best baseball for nine months straight, you know, and that's kind of where we're looking with the Braves. I want to take you around the league and talk about some of the things that are going on. Obviously, the trade deadline is looming. Do you believe that Shohei will be traded? And if so, where? I, I mean, there's gonna, it's going to take so much to get Otani mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and for teams who may not be able to compete in terms of the price tag it's likely going to take to get him as a free agent, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a team with a crazy amount of prospects in their system it's going to take a team who also has probably an all-star on their big league roster. Um, 
And I don't know that there's a lot of teams that have that combination. And so I just think, you know, it's more likely that he stays because the price tag is going to be so high. Um, but certainly if you're the Angels and you start to believe that there is, I mean, zero shot of you bringing him back as, as free agent, right. you certainly got to entertain it. Yeah, and it just seems like the Angels, and we, I know we've talked about this, you, you live down in Southern California, it's like they're star-crossed. They just can't seem to catch a break. Trout's got the big money. He can't seem to stay healthy. And it just seems like they're always in the shadow yeah. of the Dodgers anyway. So a tough spot for Artie Moreno to be in. Yeah, I mean, listen, no matter what they do, they're going to always be in the shadow of the Dodgers. It's much like the Clippers and the Lakers. Like, they could go out and win seven straight titles. They are still going to be in, the, in that shadow. And so, um, you're right. They have been somewhat snake business. Some of it's their own doing, right? They haven't done the greatest job of, of replenishing that system to, you know, hopefully bring guys up around Shohei and, and Trout during the time that they've been there. So some of it's their own doing, some of it's bad luck, but um, they just can't seem to get it right. And I, I tell you what, my man Phil Nevin is doing a phenomenal job this year with that ball club, with the injuries, uh, but they are in one of the toughest divisions too. So when you got the Astros and the Rangers up ahead of you, there's just not a lot of room for error. What's going on with the Dodgers? Uh, as we talk about the teams we might have to see down the road, um, their bullpen's not been as good. They, they're not hitting as much as we thought they might. And, and that's a team I think that might try to add something at the trade deadline, as good as they are. I, I don't know if they're as good as they've been, and I'm curious to know what you think about where the Dodgers are with their with their team right now. They're not as good as they've been, um, obviously. I mean, you know, they, they were – quite stacked there for like a five-year period where their depth, all of that stuff just kind of um, meshed well together. But their bullpen has, has struggled this year at times. They, they haven't necessarily been healthy. I will say this. Walker Bueller is coming back at some point this year. Uh, that's basically a deadline piece, assuming he's, you know, the guy he was before he got hurt. And so uh, they'll be able to add that piece. This team is not as strong as they have been in the past, but don't for one second think that they're not dangerous. I mean, anytime you got Mookie Betts, you got Freddie Freeman, who you guys saw a lot of when he was in Atlanta, uh, they got some pieces. And anytime you can get into the dance, as we saw last year with the Phillies and Padres, anything can happen. And, you know, despite all those things you said, they're a game and a half up in first place right now in the National League West, uh, 14 games over 500. You got about, uh, let's see here, six teams in the American League within a range for the wild card and one, two, three, four, and like seven in the National League. So is this the year that like we're, the Braves will be outbidding teams like the Orioles and, and still maybe even the Marlins? That's, that's going to be the tough part. We, we've talked about this a few times, right? There's a ton of teams that are, are going to be in it. Unless there's some serious slide before we get to August 1st in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be a ton of teams vying to get better. And, I mean, in, in essence, that's the whole point of having the extra wild card, right, is to have more teams competing, less teams tanking. And I, it's a good thing for baseball, uh, but it's a tough market for the teams now who, who want to make deals. And so, yes, the Braves will be competing with the likes of all of the teams that are currently leading in the wild card and the teams that are just outside of it. And that's about 14 teams. So. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a lot. It's going to be really interesting to watch this deadline. It's going to be really interesting to see like when the first moves are made, right? Because at this point, you got to think the people who get on get out there early will probably have the best success. The closer you get to the deadline, the price tag is going to keep rising. 
Tony Gwynn Jr., our guest here on Dukes and Bell, Odyssey MLB Insider, talking about our Braves and much more, guys. Braves off day today. They'll get back to it tomorrow. Are you taking the Rangers or the Astros in the West? Oh, wow. Don't do me like that. (laughs) They're both good. They're both good. They're both really good. And, you know, I I have a really close connection with a lot of that, uh, a lot of that Ranger staff. Obviously, Dusty is like, the, the, the governor of all of baseball, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, I'm a, I, it's hard to pick against the Astros. They, they've been in this spot so many times, and they never fail to seem to come out on top. And, you know, whether it's the Mariners and their hard push the last couple of years or them just waking up and playing better baseball, they, they, tend, to, they tend to rise to the top. So uh, as much as it pains me to go against, you know, my guy, Bruce Bochy, and then that staff over there and that team, um, I'm going to take the Astros. Okay. More juice, more experience. It is our man Tony Gwynn Jr., guys, our Odyssey Baseball Insider. Hey, we started the uh, conversation talking about the All-Star break. As a player, sometimes you find yourself trying to you know, get your wheels spinning or were you spinning your wheels after the All-Star break because some Braves fans, as we said, already freaking out after losing two out of three to Chicago. Sometimes it's to take a minute to get it back in gear. By the way, those were just that. Those were, I mean, at least the first game they lost was a really good game. It took a great play by Tim Anderson for them to win that game. Otherwise, they probably would have won two or three in that game. But to answer your question, I think it depends on who you, the guy. Like, there's been there were all star breaks where I didn't want the break to come. I was feeling so good uh, that I just wanted the, the season to keep rolling. Um, and then you come back and you're trying to find that rhythm. You're trying to find that groove again. But for some guys, it's and for most guys, I would say, it's much-needed break. You know, you've been grinding, you know, for, you know, going all the way back to spring training um, to get those, what, four-day off, if you're not an all-star, by the way, because if you're the Braves, you had a bunch of guys there, and they didn't get much time off. So um, I think for the most part, guys enjoy the, the, the days off, um, and probably most guys tell you they could use one or two more. Uh, we don't talk about knuckleballers anymore, but mm-hmm. I know you, you are close to the Padres organization. Tell us about this Matt Waldron who's been called back up from El Paso. Is he a guy that we should be watching? I mean, I, I can't remember the last time we were talking yeah. about a guy in the majors having a knuckleball. Yeah, and, you know, I think, you know, as you guys get to see as he gets a chance to pitch, he's not really a knuckleball. He's not a, really a knuckleballer. He is a guy who has a knuckleball, right? Okay. You know, a knuckleballer is a guy who's going to throw that 90, 95% of the time and mix in, you know, a fastball here, keep you honest. But the knuckleball is his pitch. Waldron, the knuckleball, he has a good one. He uses it, but it's not a pitch that he uses at a high frequency. He uses it uh, as another one of his secondary pitches. So um, it, it is always interesting to have guys in the league that, that throw the knuckleball because it's so rare, but – I don't think he considers himself a knuckleballer. All right, Tony, man, we'll talk to you hopefully after the Braves get back on track after this devastating two out of three loss to the White Sox to start the second <laughs> half. You understand, man. I'm, we fans, fans. I'm I mean, sure they will. We lose one game. You should, Carl, tell you the fan base just literally loses their mind. Like they expect these guys to not lose a game. Well, listen. If if we can make it happen, let's let's switch records. We'll take. Oh. I'm sure the people in San Diego would be a lot happier. Hey, just because you mentioned San Diego, what's what's the price for a hater? It's probably going to be pretty pretty. It's probably going to be pretty expensive, right? Because you know, in a Padres situation, they've 
they put all their chips in the middle of the table. And so they're expected to try to, to chase the playoffs and beyond. And so if you are trading Hader, A, you're giving up one of the best closers, if not the best closer in baseball over the last however many years. Uh, but you're also telling your fan base that, you know, you're kind of punting on this season yeah. a little bit. And so uh, we saw almost a, the, the exact same thing with the Brewers last year when the Padres got Hader. They tanked from that point down from that point on and their season wasn't the same. So it's going to be a high price tag. If, if that is something that they end up doing, I, I haven't got the sense that they're in that mode yet where they're looking to move pieces like a hater. Uh, but you know, after losing three or four to the Phillies, mm. they go here. We're here in Toronto. Now, if this doesn't go well, uh, that could change. You in Toronto? Tell Drake. I said, what's up? I know yeah. you're going over to his house. <laughs> I will. I'll let him know. <laughs> Tony Gwynn, thank you, man. Appreciate you as always. No problem. You guys have a good one.